When our children are younger, we had a rhyme Bible that was given to us as a gift, and it had Bible stories throughout it. And one of the ones that I remember specifically was the story of David and Goliath. And there was a line that really stood out to us. Our kids kind of latched onto, and as we were reading it, they always had memorized that and would say it out loud. And this is what we're going to talk about today. And the line was, you come to me with a spear and a sword, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. So stay tuned. Yeah. Stay tuned as we talk about continuing to reign in spiritual warfare in our marriage. What started as a question, God, you created marriage. Can you make it work? Soon became a statement, God, you created marriage. You can make it work. Thank you for joining us on the Christian Family Life Podcast, where we get into the good, the bad, and the ugly in our marriage relationships and mind God's word to see what it has to say about it. Welcome back to another episode of Christian Family Life. We are here once again, bringing you a message for marriages as our team gathers together. I'm Gio, along with my Susie? wife. Oh, Susie? you beat me to it. Sorry. I thought you were throwing it my way. <laughs> you change, we change it up, don't we? We do. Yeah. And, and Tammy. Tammy. <laughs> Who are you guys over there? <laughs> and Roland. Tammy and Roland. And today we're going to continue our... Com- yeah. <laughs> It's the only time you will hear Tammy and Roland. It's always Roland and Tammy. Um, and today we're going to continue our conversation on spiritual warfare because we think it's important, and we'll see how it goes. We we prepare, we have conversations, and we talk about what where we feel the Lord is leading us. Um, and in our conversations, we felt that it was um, it was a little heavy. So I don't know. This may be a little bit heavier um, conversation that we have today, but uh, we hope that. It encourages you, but also it motivates you to move your marriage in a direction that truly reigns because Satan is real. Mm. Satan is, is, well, not only Satan, we talk about our own flesh, right? Getting our, our own flesh in the way and the temptations that are thrown our way. We talk about the world and the culture that we live in and what's being, what's acceptable in our culture and even statements that are being made that we, we subliminally accept them. Yeah. You know, and so today we're just going to tackle that uh, that third purpose that we talk about in our two becoming one message, which is uh, to reign in spiritual warfare. And so just in a bit, bit of review, the first one is to reflect the image of God. Satan hates that. He doesn't want your marriage to reflect the image of God. The second one is to reproduce a godly heritage. Satan hates that. Hmm. He doesn't want you to disciple your kids to be. Uh, young people that are loving Jesus and impacting the the world and the culture for him. And then the third one, as we're going to tackle today, uh, as we continue this conversation Mm -hmm. from last podcast, is to reign in spiritual warfare. So because of the reflecting and the reproducing, I think Mm -hmm. Christian marriages are a target uh, by the evil one. And non-believing people are a target because he doesn't even want to get them to that place Mm -hmm. of salvation. And so... So today we'll, we'll have that conversation and um, we'll talk about reigning in spiritual warfare. And one of the things that we discuss, and guys, I'll start throwing it out there for you guys, is um, really what what is it that we're hearing in our culture that causes us to know that there's a battle? 
out there? What what are we seeing in people that we're counseling and people that we're talking to and conferences that we're going to and the feedback that we're getting that causes us to know that this is important, which is why we're doing another podcast on it. On it. Real quick before anybody answers, I think it's important to acknowledge that there is a battle yeah. in a realm yeah. in a realm that we don't see. So I think we have to acknowledge that first because sometimes mm-hmm. I think we gloss by that. Yeah. So the battle and then the the resource that the person who is the creator and sustainer of the universe that invites us into a relationship with him, Mm. what he offers us where we read his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through what the knowledge of him who called us. Uh, The three purposes as Gio reviewed them, especially the first two, the three of them go together. We reflect his image. How do we reflect his image? We reflect it in unity. We reproduce a godly seed. How do we do that? We do that in unity. How do we reign in spiritual warfare? We do that in Mm. unity. What does the enemy do in order to keep us from being a mirror image of the Lord? He fractures relationship. What does he do to keep us from reproducing a godly heritage figuratively and literally? He fractures relationship. Uh, strain in the parent-child relationship, strain in relationships with people and family, and then reigning in spiritual warfare. What does he do? Is he strains the marriage relationship so that all of a sudden there's this battle going on in a realm we don't see that we feel like we're losing and we're really challenged by. And uh, the one one thing I believe can be a real good springboard as we can as we continue our conversation. Uh, and, and highlight a few things today to to help you as a married couple really come together is recognizing our tendency. There's two tendencies in a relationship, and then there's really a third, which is where we live healthy. One is codependence, where we depend on our spouse uh, for for everything. And so we're codependent and we see them as the end all be all. And then when they let us down or they're not around or something happens or, or they get frustrated, then, then we're really challenged in that moment and our whole world seems to crumble. And then there's the other extreme, which is independence, where we think we can live independent of each other and frankly struggle coming together in, in any way whatsoever. And so what do we want? What is a healthy relationship? And, and as we talk about victory in, in spiritual battle, and reigning in spiritual warfare is how do we experience unity is when there's an interdependence on each other because our individual dependences on God himself. Mm. No, that's fantastic. I mean, Tammy, we were talking earlier, you know, before the podcast, as we were kind of uh, just going through some things and some statements and things that we're hearing and, and um, walking through and to that point, Roland, um, we and then Susie opened with David and Goliath, right? Mm-hmm. And and you you were talking about calling it out, like yeah. just yeah, like this is it, call yeah. it out. Yeah, the Lord um, really. I reread the story of David and Goliath, and I just, you know, we always hear the, oh, you can be a David and you can slay your <laughs> Goliaths and and hmm. and like I just I just love the story of David when all the Israelites were fearful of, you know, this giant Goliath of the Philistines. And he, and you know, he came and said, send one of your men to fight me and whoever, 
I can't remember what you can probably remember what would happen, but that basically that would that would um, they would win the battle. But you know, all the no nobody of the of the Israelites wanted to fight Goliath, mm-hmm. and David. Um, came and he said, how dare he taunt (laughs) the army of the Lord, you know? And I just, it just hit me like, wow, you know, when we look at, why do we cower when we see warfare in our family, in our lives, Mm -hmm. you know? Because in Christ, you know, and so (laughs) Susie, you'll have to say it, but, but David said, you know, to how, how dare you, how dare (laughs) you? you know, taunt the army of the Lord. And um, and then Susie brought out that rhyme that you guys <laughs> had, you know, that, what is it, I wrote it. The rhyme? The rhyme you brought out in the beginning. Yeah, you come to me with a spear and a sword. Mm-hmm. And I come to you in the name of the Lord. And, <laughs> and David's dependence was on the Lord. His dependence was completely on the Lord. Mm. He knew that he didn't have, but he also knew that God had had helped him. The Lord had helped him defeat the lion and the bear when he was a shepherd, a little shepherd boy. Another <laughs> <laughs> see a shepherd boy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Listen to our last podcast. You're going to get a good laugh at Gio's line at the end. Uh, I'm just a little shepherd boy that became a king. <laughs> but all I, all, I mean, we we can reign in spiritual warfare. Yeah, we can. Not because of our own strength, but because of our dependence on the Lord. It's when we're independent so good. of the Lord, when we are walking in independence, and we're not we're not relying on Him. We're not spending time with Jesus. We're not mm-hmm. we're not reading all the wonderful things in mm. His Word and really applying those promises mm-hmm. to our life daily. Well, you know, in the picture of mm-hmm. David and Goliath, what's the first thing that Saul gave him? Is physical his, armor. His physical yeah, armor. That's right. And and it's like sometimes we go to worldly things, right? Mm. To put on the, the armor. And God is like, you don't that's not what you need to go to. You need to go to me. You know, go to go to the scriptures, go to what God's word teaches us, go in that strength with the the things God has given us rather than what the world mm-hmm. and a picture of what the Israelites asked for. They wanted a king. Yeah. You know, they wanted and so Tammy, I think that's so good um, because David's confidence was not in himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, it couldn't be. He wasn't, you know, he didn't, I don't, I don't believe as of yet he had the countenance of a mighty warrior. He hadn't, not yet, no. you know, and so but I, I looked up some lyrics to a song and it's just, if we could enter spiritual warfare this way, because we are going to enter spiritual warfare, like that's mm-hmm. not in question, Mm -hmm. especially in marriage relationship, especially if you have a desire that hasn't to have a marriage that glorifies God and Mm -hmm. reflects and reproduces and reigns. Um, But it's the weapon may be formed, but it won't prosper. And when the darkness fails, Mm -hmm. falls, it won't prevail Mm -hmm. because the God I serve knows only how to triumph. My God will never fail. And then the second verse, there's power in the mighty name of Jesus Every war he wages, he will win. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not backing down from any giant because I know how the story ends. That's right. And the confidence is in not in ourselves. It's in who God is. Yeah. And really some of the battles that people are facing could be, could be as simple as you're, you're frustrated with little things that your spouse does or doesn't do. You're frustrated that maybe you feel like you're carrying the bulk of the load. 
And it could go all the way down the scale to the significant challenges you may have with some kind of uh, addiction, uh, some, some type of mistreatment with each other. But wherever mm-hmm. you are, uh, identify the spiritual battle that you're facing and, and, can, and take personal responsibility for your complete dependence on God to dictate what steps and what action you're going to take in the horizontal world. What, mm-hmm. what steps are we going to take in this world that we live in dictated by our vertical dependence on God, mm-hmm. the instructions that he gives me from his word? And then here's the thing is, is don't, don't fight alone. Mm-hmm. Invite, invite somebody to get into the spiritual battle with you and seek that godly counsel that you need to, to mm-hmm. work through it. Again, regardless of where you're at on the scale. That that's why the two becoming one groups is something that we that we're an advocate for, uh, because it's an opportunity to be reminded of the spiritual steps that we need to be taking in our marriage, and it's that reminders we draw encouragement and inspiration from other people. And sometimes mm-hmm. what we draw is more sobering too, mm-hmm. because we see people that are doing that are putting in the pra- that have bad habits that they're putting into practice and mm-hmm. allowing the the spiritual, the warfare to completely overtake them mm-hmm. like that, like that wave at the ocean when, when you first get in and it's really, it's really choppy. There's a lot of waves and you're getting in and you get up, boom, another one hits you. And then before you can uh, uh, wipe the water out of your eyes, another one hits you and you just mm-hmm. feel like completely overwhelmed by all of that. And God just wants you to depend on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the personal responsibility, I think it's a big deal because I think oftentimes, and we see this when you go to a marriage conference or whatever, whenever somebody's speaking or you're sitting in a church service and you're the message is coming at you and what are you doing? Most people is like, oh, this would have been good for mm-hmm. so-and-so. Oh, uh, Susie, I hope here. Susie's <laughs> listening to this right now. <laughs> and so it's kind of often a deflection, right? And so I like what you said, Ron, about a personal responsibility that we would take the time to take personal inventory of where we're at um, and then bring that to the table, right? And bring that to the conversation with our spouse. Um, yesterday we were, we were with a couple and we were doing um, counseling. And one of the things we started talking about is in this process of spiritual warfare, what Satan doesn't want us to do is make the sacrifices needed in order for us to come together. Mm-hmm. He wants us to live in that flesh. He wants to, li- to live in our, in our selfish desires. And so as, as the culture is speaking to us, it's speaking really loud, which causes me to think of the verse in, in James chapter 4. I believe it's verse 7 where it says, um, humble yourself before the Lord, resist mm-hmm. the devil, and he will flee from you. Mm-hmm. And so oftentimes, we, that's not the, the verse we're quoting. You know, We're not quoting resist the devil and he would flee from you, uh, nor are we saying, I need to humble myself before the Lord. Pride sets in, what we desire steps in, and then we enter into this battle not equipped. You know, we're putting on worldly um, armor, and we're not truly equipped to fight this battle, and it's, it's an onslaught. And we talk about it often in the book, um, the cycle of unmet expectations, right? right. Mm-hmm. And we could probably retitle that the crazy cycle, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we get on this crazy cycle um, because we're not, we're not truly fighting the battles that we need to fight. Mm -hmm. 
we're fighting the wrong battles. We're going into the physical. We're going into the emotional with each other. And she did this or he did this and going back and forth where it's a spiritual battle and we need to enter it with that mindset. And as you said earlier, Roland, in unity together. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to read a Hebrews 12.1, therefore, and I'm going to read the Amplified Version. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses who by faith have tes- testified to the truth of God's absolute faithfulness, stripping off every unnecessary weight and the sin which so easily and cleverly entangles us, let us run with endurance and mm. active persistence the race that is set before us and Mm. what is it what's what is that sin that so cleverly entangles us what is it that and and again like what is it that you might not realize you know is it a lie that you're believing um about your father your heavenly father um if it's if it's because of a, a a strained relationship with your own biological father um is there unforgiveness and i'm just going to read from uh neil t anderson's book and there's this uh this portion in the book that says don't wait until you feel like forgiven Mm. being i'm sorry forgiving and um and it says don't wait until you feel like forgiving you will never get there make the hard choice to forgive even if you don't feel like it once you choose to forgive satan will lose his hold on you and god will begin to heal your damaged emotions i think that we we base so much and we don't realize it how much well i don't feel Feel. like Mm -hmm. forgiving so i therefore i should not Mm -hmm. and you're not you you need to make the hard choice to forgive. So is it your spouse that you need to forgive? Is it your father that you need to forgive? Whoever it is, what is it that's keeping you from a right relationship with the Lord? And so letting those things, what is the sin that so easily entangles? And you mentioned addiction, Roland. And, you know, I mean, we, we have our addictions and they are, they are a variety of Mm -hmm. forms, aren't Mm -hmm. they? Um, and I, I think that what is it that's, also keeping you from oneness in your marriage. So you might think, I've got all these things. I've forgiven people I've needed to forgive. I've done all these things, but but we can't make things work in our marriage, you know, or whatever. Maybe you think, maybe you're deceived, <laughs> one, but maybe what what is it that's keeping you from unity? Because again, you know, we reflect God's image in our unity, in our oneness, in our marriage. It's different from any relationship on this earth not it's not parent child mm-hmm. relationship you know friends friendships this is a different relationship and it is to for our in our oneness to reflect the trinity mm-hmm. and so what is it that's keeping you from oneness is it is there something you need a battle for is there something you both you know i, I remember uh a friend of mine she, they, her and her husband just weren't it was just not working and they didn't know it. This came out of nowhere. And then their son got caught up in drugs and, and he was kind of always a good kid. And all of a sudden he got into the wrong crowd. And, you know, she says, I can't believe that this trial with our son has actually brought us together to pray. Mm. And what is it you need a battle for? Because if it's not, (laughs) it's not something between you, it's going to be something in your kids' lives. And so, Look at whatever trials are coming your way, and and realize it's a it's an opportunity to to go to battle together, and and let the Lord unify you even in that. Mm-hmm. I think I think kind of Tammy, what what you're along those same lines is that failure to take responsibility, mm. you know, is 
is what keeps us from that oneness. But you have to go all the way back to Genesis 3 when it initially began. That's right. You know, you have the first sin of the disobedience in the garden. And then when God, as is his nature, comes looking for Adam and Eve, and he asks, you know, Adam, who told you or... or um, yeah, who told you that you were mm-hmm. naked and did you eat of the tree? Adam's first response is to not take responsibility. And I'm <laughs> honestly like this statement floors me in his response to God. He says, the woman, but he just doesn't say the the woman. It's the woman whom you gave to be with me. She gave me. So failure to take responsibility is honestly been around since the beginning of time. Well, I will say I'm That's a little true. more floored by Eve's action than Adam's action. <laughs> Adam was there the whole time. Remember that, people. I did not know that until I, I went either. through this study. Shame on him. I know it. <laughs> Shame on him. He didn't protect not her. not showing leadership. That's right. <laughs> um, Eve must have been a seductive woman. <laughs> uh, Tammy, the, I just the, can't the, believe what Eve did. <laughs> <laughs> You're floored. <laughs> I don't know if we've shared this on here, but I saw that meme where um, Adam and Eve, um, they, they're they in heaven and um, they're in their mansion, you know, and uh, the rest of the people in heaven are surrounded and there's signs and they said, it's okay, we forgive you. <laughs> you can come out and spend time with us. <laughs> um, but Tammy, to that verse, um, you know, on a lighter side, yeah. Uh, Roland and I, when we were younger, um, you know, in that stage where we were working out, you know, mm-hmm. and trying to get stronger for football and, and <laughs> basketball and baseball and all the things that we played back in the day. I don't even know if they do it anymore, but back in the day, they were ankle weights. Ankle, yeah. And you put these ankle weights at the beginning of school, which, mind you, our school that we 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 went to didn't have air conditioning. Oh my word! Um, you had it during the school day, and they made you wear pants. In Miami, at 100 degrees weather. Oh. Anyways, we would put these ankle weights on all day, like, <laughs> and then by by lunchtime, you're you're drag. You know, oh my gosh, I can't I can't move. But it makes me think of that verse because right before practice, we would take them off, mm-hmm. and we felt like we were running a four three forty oh. for football, and we're wow. like, oh my gosh, we're the fastest people. It's almost like putting that shoe on and saying, this shoe yeah. makes me faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. But or running in a hotel hallway. <laughs> <laughs> um. But that's, that's, to me, the picture of what we do to ourselves is we, we put the ankle weights on mm-hmm. and we find ourselves dragging throughout the day because the sins and the, the, the thoughts and the things that we're allowing into our lives are weighing us down. But man, what freedom was there at the end of the day when we oh took those goodness. things off and you're like, oh my gosh, right? this feels a lot better. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I think that's the picture that we're trying to paint here is God's way is better. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a plan, which is why oftentimes we, we don't say this condescending to couples, but mm-hmm. when they are telling us about what they're doing and how they're doing it and, you mm-hmm. know, the definition for insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting mm-hmm. a different result, we would say, well, how's that working for mm-hmm. you? Mm-hmm. Because God does have a better way and his way mm-hmm. is for us to reign in spiritual warfare mm-hmm. through his power and to call Satan out. And I, I was reading in the uh, in our cool. To Become resource where uh, though it says, though humans are weaker beings than Satan and his forces, mm-hmm. a couple can overcome Satan's schemes by depending on God together and re- relying on his faithfulness and his power. That's good. 
And but the only way that happens is when we invite that in to our marriage. So good. Well, that was a mic drop. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize it. <laughs> no, I like to, I like to turn the corner like now to like look for that victory. Mm-hmm. You know, to live in that victory. <laughs> so the I guess we could close it out with this we're, we're, we're running out of time um, the now what let's get practical with it you know the what, what are some things that we share with some couples like hey there's battles that we face and there's warfare that we face I know for me one of them is found in Romans 12 where it says do not be conformed to the patterns of this mm-hmm. world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may know what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God I think a big piece of this is the process of each of us as individuals renewing our mind to see the things that God has for us and to think that way, changing the way we think mm-hmm. to the way that scripture tells us mm-hmm. um, we should be living and what we should be thinking on, what we should be praying on so that we can know what his perfect will is. And so as God reveals those things to us as individuals, then we bring that into our marriage and we begin the process of having the conversations. But I think the schemes of the devil we, we said this yesterday in our counseling. They don't change. I mean, he's, he, there's nothing new under the sun. That's right. He's got, he's got his scheme. He's still doing the whole deception thing. Mm-hmm. He's still painting this picture of a mirage that, hey, if you just don't jump in and you jump in, you're going to be refreshed in this water. And then you jump in and you come up with a mouthful of sand. And so part of that is, as individuals, us walking through the process of getting to know God more and his character and what he wants for us so that he begins to renew our mind and then bringing that together into mm-hmm. into your relationship. There's a few words we've used that I want to just uh, tie them all together as it relates to how we put into practice reigning in spiritual warfare in our marriage. Uh, I'd, I'd start by, by reiterating that what we see in Genesis 1 is God's original intent. Here's what God intended for all relationships to be, and then I throw in a word that I'll, I'll tie together with these other ones, we see a pattern. And what we see is that God wants our, our pattern of life to be one where we relate with him on a regular basis. We have an intimate relationship that is referred to as a profound mystery. It's a relationship that's referred to by the angels uh, as something that they long to look into, meaning Mm -hmm. angels don't get to experience Mm -hmm. repent. They don't get to repent and be forgiven Mm -hmm. and and be redeemed and be restored into a right relationship with the Lord. We, We get that. And all of that goes back to why God created Adam and Eve. Let's create man in our image and in our likeness. And that was a relationship that we would experience. So original intent is that we would exercise authority and dominion over the world around us. And the way that we do that is when we're unified. And so the three words that I want to pull together, first I'd say, what, what product do we want? What do we want in our marriage? Well, re- reflect, reproduce, and reign are, are three very specific reasons that God brings us together. Mm-hmm. And so that's a product that should come really from two things. They come from, as we've talked about, a process and, and a pattern. Mm-hmm. And, and as we work through the process of what God outlines in His Word, and as we implement that pattern into our life, 
we begin to experience what it is to reign in spiritual warfare, where we exercise what? We exercise authority and we exercise dominion. Mm -hmm. And that's why we refer to this realm that's outside of what we see. Mm -hmm. And and sometimes we're so limited. The Bible says Mm -hmm. we walk by what? By faith. By faith. And not by sight. And in James 1, we're reminded, don't, don't just be hearers of the word. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't just listen to a podcast. Don't mm-hmm. just listen to God's word. Don't just listen to preaching. Don't just enjoy the worship song. And then not put into practice what it is that we're hearing. Mm. Yeah. Let, let's put it into practice and be a doer of God's word. James 1 goes on to say uh, that, that when we don't put it into practice, it's like looking, looking at ourselves in the mirror and not doing anything to fix mm-hmm the issues that we see. And, you know, we have some real life examples of, of what, what that's like. Um, we, um, yesterday <laughs> and Gio and Susie oh, you're were not, there. You're not going way G- back. You're yeah, going no, to- <laughs> we're going to yesterday. We don't need to go way no, back. No, we don't. We don't, <laughs> we don't have to sit and look in our journals <laughs> to remember the sin in our marriage. Anyway, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> No, you have me to remind you. <laughs> you talk about addictions, I'm addicted to you. Oh. <laughs> Yesterday that's we were That's probably not meeting. a good thing. I need to be addicted to Jesus. It sounds like it sounds like Roland's trying yes, to get you away don't. from It sounds like Roland's trying to get Stay you off strong, your story, Tammy. Tammy. Stay strong. I'm not going to forget. So, no. I still have it. It's right I, here. I just I just don't want you to reveal the your wrongdoing, but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> it actually is. I'm going to just if you listen, if you just stop interrupting, you might actually appreciate the story. But <laughs> yesterday we were um, we were meeting with you and Susie and a few others um, just about you know the week and and you know what looking ahead and and just kind of talking about planning for the uh, the next conference and things. And um, I was I was uh, in the middle of this meeting. I was getting a text from my daughter. And I was a little bit in and out of the meeting, and she needed to get to the doctor, needed me to, to, to watch, um, watch her son. And I, I was like, you know, just kind of in the middle of, of texting. So I missed some of what we were talking about. And I just asked a simple question to Roland. And he just looks at me with that face when he is in this grumpy pants mood. And he says, didn't you see... The Google document, and I said, <laughs> "No, I. I mean, I did, but I didn't really see what you know that what what would have answered my question. I didn't really." And he just kind of, you know, he answered me, and I, I, I didn't appreciate it. I will just say that. And so I said, "Stop right now. Stop what you're doing right now, because." This is not good, you know, and I had to get up and go to the bathroom, which I had to go to the bathroom for several times. There's only one bathroom in this place and I could never see the woman walking out from where we were sitting. So it was like I I needed to get up and go and I cooled off and I didn't I didn't hold it against him so much, but I just kind of needed to. But later on that day and again, I was I went straight to, you know, a meeting and then we went. I went and watched um, Ryder, and I had the best time with my grandson. I, Any time I can get with him, it was really, really great. And then I get home, and I was in a better mood. <laughs> and Roland said to me, and we, we kind of, you know, went back to that 
exchange that, you know, was very, was bothersome to me because what happens is it doesn't just, it's not just there. It goes back. Oh my goodness. You always do this to me. And this is, this is how this, these, these are how these conversations go. And, and Satan was so ready to just pounce on me to start whispering his lies. And you know what Roland said? He says, you know, you make me a better person. That's why I have you. <laughs> and it was like, you know, I'm, it's not that, it's not that we are going to always reign. Like we're going to always just do the right thing. You know, we're going to, we're going to go through, things are going to surface in your marriage and things are going to, and the Lord allows the surface because, you know, it's our, we're, we're both very much in the flesh and we were yesterday in that exchange. But what, what the Lord does is he brings out your differences and he brings out the things so that you sharpen each other. And so I was still in the wrong because I got mad. I got mad at him, you know, rather than have a soft answer and be sweet. Like he says, he says, just be sweet to me. And I'm like, sometimes it's hard to be sweet, you know? <laughs> so anyway, that is a kind of a real life example, but we did come to the end of our day and, 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 and we resolved that issue. So that is, these are real life examples. We're not pretending like we've got this figured out, but we know one thing that we're like David going into battle and we are facing those giants. And sometimes it's our own flesh and our own selfishness and our own wanting our way. And, and, and the enemy and the enemy's right there with you. But when you go in the strength of the Lord and you, and you realize your, what your position in Christ is and that because we're in Christ that we, we can go into battle fully armed, um, with his strength. So, mm -hmm. and we, we just, we really sharpen each other that way. And we need that. We, we mm -hmm. need to be challenged. It's a little bit like sparring, uh, uh someone who's going to go into a ring and box or, um, or any kind of martial arts has people that they spar with because they can work on their skills Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. before they go into the ring. And so we go into that battle together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll, we'll close with this, and that's so good. I mean, it's good to share stories like that. I, I know there's a lot of people that tell us, thank you for being open and vulnerable like that because we thought we were the only ones that go through that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it's encouraging. And, and so we'll close with this, and this is right from our study. It says, God's intention for marriage is clear. Every marriage is a part of his plan. God is unchanging. Therefore, his plan for marriage is unaltered. Either we follow his purposes and experience mm. marital unity and harmony, or we will not fully experience the blessings he intends in marriage. It is our choice. Mm. And so fight for your, for your marriage. First John 5, 4, for everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And Amen. this is the victory that has overcome the world, not our performance but our faith. Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to the Christian Family Life Podcast. Be sure to subscribe. To learn more about the ministry, visit our website at christianfamilylife.com. There you can subscribe to our newsletter and find all the social media links where we offer resources to help strengthen your marriage. Until next time, remember, God created marriage. He can make it work.